Welcome, Fertility Sisters, to the True Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Nicole Trujillo, a wife, mom, and therapist turned fertility coach after a challenging seven-year journey to conceive. Join me for stories from those who've walked this path, tips for your fertility and IVF journey, and some fertility-related girl talk. So let's sprinkle some of that baby dust because it's time for True Fertility. Just relax. Stop stressing. While those things can be really annoying to hear and can be really dismissive to the fact that you may have a legit medical issue in getting pregnant, there actually is a connection between your emotional state and your fertility. If you want to know more about this and exactly how your mind affects fertility and all the research on supporting this, this episode is for you. Now, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to offer my listeners an opportunity to snag my free class, Triple Your IVF Success with Less Stress. Inside this free masterclass, you'll receive two simple tools that you can start on today that have been proven to triple your success rates when trying to conceive. These tools not only help you boost your fertility, but also help you feel better now. So if you're looking to get your baby in your arms faster, reduce the number of IVF rounds, and ultimately save money, time, and energy, this is the tool for you. Go to www.leahnicolecoaching.com, that's L-E-A-N-I-C-O-L-E, coaching.com to grab this free class while it's available. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of True Fertility. Now, let's get into it. So the topic today is about our emotional state and how this might affect our fertility. And I think the number one question that we always hear about or think about in this area is, does stress cause infertility? Not exactly. It's a really complex thing. Stress just on its own would not likely cause you to not be able to have children or to have a lot of difficulty having children, but it can certainly amplify any existing medical problems that might be impeding you to achieving a pregnancy or keeping a pregnancy if that's already kind of borderline or starting to deteriorate. And this is really similar to how stress can affect our body in a lot of non-fertility ways. So, for example, stress can contribute to a lot of different things physically that can be problematic to us. So, for instance, a lot of times we get high blood pressure with if we maybe have an autoimmune condition, right? Stress can be a piece of the puzzle in kind of how that autoimmune condition came to light, or it can also be a trigger many times to uh, having an episode of your autoimmune condition or a flare-up. When we have ulcers, you can get ulcers in our body when there is a high-stress environment. And really, ultimately, fertility isn't much different in that regard. And aside from stress, let's kind of pull that out and look at our emotional state from a broader perspective. So, for instance, thinking about depression, feelings of sadness, right? Feelings of hopelessness. 
there's actually some really good tangible research about depression and how that impacts fertility outcomes. So specifically, there was a study that was published in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, and that found that there was a 38% decrease in the average probability of conception in a given menstrual cycle among women who reported experiencing those severe depressive symptoms. So that's more confirmation that, again, there is this intricate system going on that we're kind of really just starting to fully acknowledge, I think, as a Western society. We often tend to disassociate the fact that our mind is actually a part of our body. And what's going on up here in your mind does actually affect the way that your body is processing things. It affects your cells. It affects your hormones. And that is what we're really going to get into today. Sometimes we think that we can just experience all of this mental turmoil. And as long as we're maybe eating healthier or, you know, checking off these boxes that are supposed to help our fertility on other fronts, like doing IVF or taking supplements or doing X, Y, and Z. Your mental state is another huge component of this. And I think it's easy for us to kind of forget about that. And we just get into this, again, state of thinking that we can just keep pushing ourselves and that it's okay if we're not feeling our best mentally and emotionally, and that that's not going to matter in the outcomes of our fertility treatment. So we tend to kind of put our own self-needs to the bottom of the list, thinking that, again, if we do all these other things, that that's really going to move the needle for us. And the point of this episode is not to scare you. I don't want to add any more stress to your plate. It's really just to educate you on the fact that your emotional state is not just important for your day-to-day life, but aside from that, just having that knowledge, your mental state and your mind do work hand-in-hand with your body, and it's important to just know that, and so that way you're also armed with that knowledge to know If I'm not feeling my best, I may not get the optimal results that I had been hoping for. And to make sure that you're learning to prioritize you, not just for you, but also for your outcomes as well. And so let's kind of get into exactly how this works and what functions of the body are actually affected by our mental state. So taking it back to just the simple message that your mind, it really is, it's the control center for your entire body. It sends out messages and the messages are sent via neurochemicals and hormones, neurotransmitters. They do all of the bodily functions. They tell your body exactly what to produce and how to behave and how to function. And that actually includes your fertility. So when maybe you're overly stressed, you're really anxious, you're, again, feeling depressed, those can also affect the signals related to your bodily functioning and your fertility. So specifically, 
Let's talk about your hormones for a minute. So hormones are really obviously essential in your fertility. Hormones orchestrate our ovulation. They orchestrate and tell our bodies, um, you know, when to mature eggs. They tell our bodies when to grow a lining to support a potential pregnancy and also, again, releasing eggs as well. So it's a very fine balance there. I think a really good example that many of you may have experienced this in your lifetime is just that if you've ever had a very stressful month, maybe there's a lot of things going on, you may notice that your period could be late, right? And so that's a very like apparent example of exactly how stress can impact your cycle. But we may not always see the direct effect as a, as a period, right? And a lot of times, again, there's a lot of variations in our hormone levels that we may not be able to see unless we're actually like assessing those levels. But going back to the hormones, another hormone that actually impacts our body significantly is a hormone called cortisol. So cortisol is pretty commonly known as like a stress hormone in our body. And not all stress is necessarily bad. Stress can help us get out of scary situations. It can help motivate us for our best performance. Um, it can help us realize, you know, that there's certain things that we need to pay attention to. So that is kind of inherent in us as a being. The problem can happen is when our um, stress hormones and cortisol levels get out of whack and maybe they stay elevated for a much longer period than they're ever supposed to. Typically, when we have a stressful event, we get stressed and, you know, our cortisol spikes. And then it comes back down after that particular event has passed. But with infertility, or honestly, sometimes just dealing with our everyday life, it can sometimes seem like the stressors are just nonstop. And when that happens, again, our body never gets to be able to go back into a rest state. So that cortisol level stays elevated. And that can actually start to really wreak some havoc in your body. So particularly with the increase in cortisol, it actually has an inverse relationship with your progesterone. So meaning that the higher your cortisol levels rise, your progesterone then will decrease. So progesterone is another important hormone in our cycle because it is the hormone that tells our body to produce the lining that our potential embryo would be adhering to to sustain a pregnancy. Additionally, cortisol can lead to inflammation in your body. And inflammation can affect a variety of health conditions. But in regards to fertility, inflammation can really impact a host of fertility-related processes. So for example, there are a lot of actually fertility-related conditions like endometriosis, like diminished ovarian reserve. PCOS also has an inflammation connection as well. And those things can be exacerbated because of the stress and inflammation going on in your body. Additionally, aside from those conditions, when you have an inflamed body, 
your cells are inflamed, your lining's inflamed, like those types of things. That can be hurtful to the implantation process. Now, I'm not going to say that it's the end-all be-all, but again, if you're working to create an environment that's as friendly as possible to pregnancy, and inflammation in your body makes it a lot harder, again, for that embryo to really attach there. And aside from just attaching to your body, inflammation can also affect your actual egg quality. And egg quality is really a big thing when we're trying to conceive because we can't control the number of eggs we have, so the quantity, but egg quality is something that we can work on. And ultimately, if we're thinking of getting pregnant, it's not necessarily the number of eggs that are important. I mean, it's definitely helpful, but we it's important to have the quality of those eggs. That's what we're really looking for because egg quality is ultimately what we need for fertilization and to make it through to becoming a blastocyst, which is an advanced stage once it starts dividing and ultimately a healthy pregnancy. And Again, going back to that cortisol and that stress level, so stress and inflammation can actually go into the level of your ovaries, your follicles, and your eggs. And that increased level of that stress hormone, again, that cortisol, can uh, impact your estradiol production. And again, that's another hormone that helps in maturing our eggs. And that can actually reduce or hurt your egg quality. And it can halt the maturation of some of your eggs and even lead to some cell death. So again, the stress and this inflammation, this cortisol, this affects a variety of different functions in your reproductive system from egg quality to hormone levels to the inflammation and to maintaining that pregnancy with the progesterone as well. Aside from just the hormone aspect, our body has evolved to protect you and it has certain mechanisms in place to keep you safe. One of them being the fight or flight response. So when you are overly anxious, overly worried, we're perceiving these threats, right? Your body in essence goes into a protective mode and that is called the fight or flight mode. This was really helpful for us when we perceived a threat in our past, our ancestors, it put our body in that place in which it would do the best with either, you know, running from that threat or being able to gear us up for a physical altercation with a particular threat. It allowed us to run faster. It sent blood to the appropriate areas of our body, like our outer limbs. It kind of shits down our immediate thinking into a more of a reflex state, and which is all great. When we're trying to conceive, though, and your body is stuck in this fight or flight mode because you are perceiving constant threats, right? We're feeling really anxious. We're feeling really stressed. We're getting really worried. Your body isn't in the right space to think about or to be able to be receptive to reproduction. It's telling yourself that I need to be prepared to survive, to live my life, not in this space of, 
I need to be receptive to reproduction. And so it's sending all of these signals throughout your body to just focus on getting you to live versus let me rest, let me digest, let me be receptive to this reproduction process and allow that area to thrive. So we really want to work on being able to get our bodies out of that fight or flight mode and into this relaxed state. And that can take some work, that can take some time, but um, there's definitely lots of methods to help you with eliciting that deep relaxation response. An additional way that it can affect you is with your sleep. So many of my clients, and myself included, have a lot of difficulty going to sleep at night because maybe we're overly worried about kind of what's going to happen next on our fertility journey. We're thinking if we've done enough, we're worried if a particular cycle doesn't go the way that we want, what's going to happen, what are the next steps? And that's a pretty common response when we are feeling really overwhelmed, when we're feeling really anxious, and that can impact the quality of our sleep. And quality of sleep is really a precursor to a lot of those hormones that help regulate our cycle. So for instance, lack of sleep can affect the estradiol, the progesterone, your luteinizing hormone, your follicle-stimulating hormone, and even your thyroid. I mean, that all affects fertility. And as we talked about inflammation before, a lack of sleep also increases your inflammation. So the hormone dysfunction and the lack of sleep is a side effect to having those anxious feelings and thoughts that are keeping us up at night. Another way that your mindset can affect your fertility journey is through the follow-through of healthy habits or protocols. So hear me out on this one. When we are feeling depressed, if that depression has really gotten to us, we're starting to feel like hopeless, we're starting to have thoughts like, what's the point? We maybe, you know, are starting to feel really don't want to get out of bed, you know, kind of just doing the bare minimum every day. Um, that can start to impact your choices that you make. Um, if you're feeling and you're in that state, that can lead you to skip out on maybe some things that are helpful for your fertility, like exercise or eating healthy. If you're in a depressed state, you're much more unlikely to engage in those types of behaviors. It's just a lot harder when you have that mental block there. There's a reason that there's always this joke that when you're feeling depressed, you just sit at home with a tub of ice cream. I mean, there's some truth to that. Um, and additionally, aside from just pro-fertility habits, you may even start to not be as interested in following your protocols to a T. Like if you're doing an IVF round, or if maybe you're trying naturally and you may stop even monitoring your cycle if that's something that you had been doing. You may, again, not be following through with the advice that your medical team has given you just because of the impact of the depression that's hitting you. So that's also related, um, not as direct effect, but it's still an effect of how our mental state can impact our fertility outcomes. And additionally, when we have a lot of emotional turmoil going on, we don't think as clearly as we normally would. 
So when there's, there's too much, there's a lot of overwhelm, there's a lot of stress. The way that our brain often responds is that our frontal cortex starts to shut down. When that happens, our reasoning goes out the door. So our ability to maybe problem solve at our highest level, our ability to make the best decisions for us, our ability to think as logically as we could is significantly reduced. And we are often making really big decisions about next steps in an IVF process, deciding what's best for us. And we want to make decisions from a place of calm, not chaos, because we want the best decisions. And yes, doctors are helpful and they often guide us through this process. But again, ultimately, these decisions are your decisions. And you want to make those decisions from a place of clarity. Last but not least, I wanted to shine some light on this other fact. When women are doing assistive reproductive technology, the number one reason why women stop treatment prematurely in otherwise good candidates is the emotional toll. This is, that's really huge, right? So these women essentially are good candidates. Their doctor feels strongly that they would, in fact, be able to have children with the assistive reproductive technology. But the women, because it was just too much on them emotionally, they decided to stop the treatment. They didn't have that resilience to keep going. It was just too much on them. And I get that. It is a lot. But it also saddens me because they could have possibly had the children and the family that they had wanted, but they couldn't keep going because it was just too much on them emotionally. And so now that we've talked about how our mindset can affect our fertility, both directly and indirectly, is there any proof that working on your mindset can actually improve not only our mood, but also your fertility? Well, the short answer is yes, and there's lots of it. So let me go through a few of the studies. And I actually, if you want to have the actual study information, I have all of that on my website. If you just go to leanicolecoaching.com and then go to my IVF success program, I list out all of the studies there because I think it's important for not just for me to tell you information, but for you to look at it yourself. But let's go through them a little bit. So I had one study here, says women who participated in a mind-body program had a 160% increase in IVF success rates. So 160% is ridiculous, guys. That is more than double. That is huge. Additionally, there was a Boston study that looked at how a online self-paced program for mind-body support impacted anxiety and depression and pregnancy rates. And this one um, also found that there was a significant decrease in anxiety and depression and a 4.47 times higher pregnancy rate compared to the women who didn't participate in that uh, program. That's another huge boost 
And there's also some meta-analyses that also show significant increases in pregnancy rates. A meta-analysis is basically just like a massive study of all of the other studies that have been conducted in this field to look at trends. And so, for instance, there was one, I have a mindfulness-based intervention increased pregnancy rates by 2.895 times, which is a 144% increase, and also one that shows that mindset work, um, specifically, they were looking at CBT here, led to a 60% increase in pregnancy rates and significant decreases in sadness, anxiety, and stress. Another question that I thought about or was wondering too is a lot of this research is done with women who were doing IVF. So there's definitely that solid research to support that. But one of the studies actually went into talking about women who are trying to conceive naturally. Um, the Harvard Mind Body Program, uh, women who were over twice as likely to conceive than those who didn't. And 76% of those that did get pregnant did so naturally, despite their age or number of years trying to conceive. So there's research to support not only IVF impact, but also trying naturally mindset can also significantly help with that. Um, and going back to specifically the type of mindset work, because that sounds like a pretty broad topic. I definitely am a proponent that, yes, it's great to, you know, just have somebody to talk to. And I think that's a component to reduce the isolation and to help with healing some of that reproductive trauma. But when we're looking at the specific studies, they are talking about mind-body programs and also uh, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And because there's so much research to support these specific interventions in impacting pregnancy rates and in reducing feelings of stress, anxiety, and depression that often come along with a fertility journey. Those are the two really important methods that I uh, incorporate into my coaching programs because the research is there. I think it's critical that, you know, we use research to our advantage. And so looking for supports that have those in them, or if you're working with a therapist, um, those are the type of tools that would be most helpful for you in this area, aside from any other ones that you may want to add into the mix. But those are important, right, to actually have and utilize because that's what the research is showing us. Now, if you have questions on exactly what is um, mind-body work and what is cognitive behavioral therapy aspects, I actually give a much deeper dive into exactly what those are and give you examples for how to use both of those into your daily life in the free masterclass that I offer. It's called the Triple Your IVF Success with Less Stress Masterclass. And it is available for free to you guys. All you need to do is go to leahnicolecoaching.com backslash spill, and you'll be able to access that class. It's also on the main website. And I also share with you guys on every podcast in this first season about that free resource that I give out to people in case you're interested in learning about it more and how to apply it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on that. So with all of that in mind, 
I think it's really clear to you guys that mindset work is really important. I think it's important to remember that you and how you're feeling is really important in this journey. That alone is totally worth getting support to help you feel more at peace, to get back some feelings of happiness if you feel like that's missing from your life right now. You are important. And just because you're going through infertility doesn't mean that you should live in this deprived state emotionally. And two, I think that it's important, and that's why I'm doing this particular episode, to know that aside from feeling good, mindset work has huge benefits for you on a you know practical level as far as improving your fertility. And I think it's one that often gets overlooked. We're really quick to just go to, okay, let's move to diet. Let's move to acupuncture. Let's you know do these things that are going to increase my fertility, which yes, I totally agree with you on that. You should consider those things. A holistic approach is best. However, the data that we have is showing us that the mindset work is actually more effective than a lot of the other approaches that we have to increase our fertility. So, for example, as I mentioned, 160% increases, 144% increases. That's a lot higher than some of the other interventions that I have looked at their research for. So, for instance, nutrition, while, it, again, I highly recommend doing that, that's at about a 69% increase in pregnancy rates. Acupuncture, also amazing, but some of the best results that I have seen with acupuncture on studies, that's at about a 100% increase in pregnancy rates, which is still amazing and huge. But when we're talking about mindset, we're looking at 160% increases, 144% increases, 4.47 times higher pregnancy rates. So again, the benefits are all there physically and emotionally. So I hope you guys just consider that this could be another component to your fertility journey. And again, if you have any questions, please let me know. This was something that I wish I would have had more knowledge on when I was struggling to conceive. And so I hope you find this helpful. And again, this is my area of specialty. So if you would like to talk with me about how maybe I can support you in this area, I'd love to do that. Um, you can reach out to me anytime. With that, till next time, guys. Thank you for allowing me to share these stories, information, and tips with you, or really just allowing me to connect with you on a subject that's so dear and important to your life. I really hope that somewhere out there I was able to reach one of you and to let you know that, again, you're not alone on this journey. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and do me a solid and share this with your friends or anyone that you think might benefit from hearing this. Also, I'd love it if you could leave a rating or review from wherever you're listening. If you have any questions or you want to share anything about what you heard today with us, please leave a comment on YouTube or Spotify. And for a deeper dive on today's episode, bonus content, and to connect with others in this space, 
I invite you to join True Fertility Tribe Facebook group. And last but not least, let's be friends on Instagram where I post almost daily. You can find me at True Fertility. Wishing you all baby dust. Till next time. Bye.